This is the Prosper Stronger Podcast, a community where LDS women gather to cultivate covenant connections and strive to be devoted disciples of Jesus Christ. Hi, and welcome to Prosper Stronger. I'm Elizabeth, and today I am so excited <laughs> to be here with Shauna Snell. We actually go way back, way actually. Back. <laughs> it's really fun. Way, way back. I knew Shauna in high school, and she was always one of those people that I looked up to and thought, if I could just be like Shauna, then I'd be perfect. Because <laughs> <You're very> <laughs> <laughs> not only you can tell she's beautiful on the outside, but she's as beautiful on the inside. So I just love Shauna. Thank you so much. Super excited to have her and get to share her with you today. And one of the reasons she's here is because Shauna has done something that maybe some of you have heard about. She has created an app called Refill My Soul. And do you want to tell us just a little bit about what that is? So what it is, is a meditation app that my goal is to help people feel more connected and strengthen their relationship with the Lord, the Savior, and also with the Holy Ghost through meditating, but on doctrine, on scriptures, on conference talks, on the words of prophets. And the Spirit testifies of truth. And so the Spirit is always present when you talk about truth. And so that's basically kind of what it is along different topics or themes. So, you know, if you're struggling with forgiving someone, you meditate on forgiveness. If you're struggling with getting answers to prayers, you meditate on personal revelation. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of the gist of, of what the app is. One of my favorites is the daily restoration. I'm just like, oh, I need that. <laughs> we <laughs> also have that. Today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I also love, one of the things I love about it is that it ties in, like you said, the gospel and the Holy Ghost. I feel like when we're commanded to be still, mm -hmm. that is to connect, like mm -hmm. you said. Yeah. And sometimes when I've tried other meditation things, I feel like in some ways it's actually pulling me away from the Spirit. Not because it's the stillness, it's more the intention behind it, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yes. And so that's why I really appreciate yours. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I can use it and and it, it points me in the right direction. Mm -hmm. It's funny, years ago, I found I'm probably the least still person you would ever meet years ago. So I'm like, this is funny that I'm in this space that God placed me here. But when I read that scripture, be still and know that I am God, I actually had to pause and think, wait a minute, do, do we actually have to be still and know God? Mm -hmm. And the more I studied about it, I thought, wow, and looked at the Savior's life, those moments of stillness are crucial. And not just being still, like you said, having the intention of connecting with the Lord and with the Savior in really real and personal ways. So, yeah, isn't it something to think about? I noticed that I have in the last, I don't know, five years or so, I listen to music less, even though I love music and I, yeah. I love music and, yeah. and I use it as well, but I intentionally don't listen sometimes mm -hmm. and I don't listen to the radio mm -hmm. when I'm driving anymore. I just stop and I, I think we're sometimes feeling like we have to constantly be inputting yeah. And I have to catch myself and say, no, hold on. Yeah. We're going to stop and we're just going to be in the stillness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. My car time is my connect with God time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the beautiful thing is finding times to connect with the Lord in the things you're already doing. It's awesome to take that extra time yeah. to connect with them. But you can connect when you're standing in line waiting at the grocery store. You can connect while you're holding a crying baby. You can just connect and have that moment with them where you commune with them mm -hmm. in just the everyday activities where you may not be holding still, but your mind is still. Yeah. And I love that too, because in our world, you know, we didn't have computers and smartphones mm -hmm. and everything when we were growing up. Yeah. And now I feel like 
we are bombarded by so much information, so much uh, noise, mm -hmm. I guess you could say. Yeah. Everywhere we do, there's just so much noise and stimulation for our eyes, for our ears, for our minds, everything. And I think that it's hard for the spirit to cut through that sometimes. Yeah. So we have to be able to open the door, be still, and, and push all that aside so that we can open the way for the spirit to speak. Yeah. We have to literally create space for him in our lives. I love that. Yeah. So that's the app, Refill My Soul. But what we want to really talk about is this journey <laughs> of how Shauna ended up doing that, how she created this, <laughs> this app that is so marvelous. Well, so it's really interesting because back in, I want to think it was about 2015, I kind of a rough patch and I was reading my scriptures. I was saying my prayers, going to the temple, all those things that I was still feeling a little bit of a disconnect. So I thought I need to find another way to connect with the Lord. And I found meditation and I thought, oh, this is it. But like you, I was looking for something. I thought, I just want to find an app that someone's created that has doctrine and all of this that I can meditate on. Mm -hmm. Couldn't find it. So one day I was pondering, I guess, thinking about that, that that is so strange. No one's created a meditation app with doctrine from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I heard the Lord say to me, create it. And it kind of took my breath away. Yeah. I was like, wait, just a minute, create what? Like, no, I want to buy something. I don't want to make anything. And that kind of, those two words, create it, set me on this path that I was not really expecting. And I remember even telling my family about this prompting that I had received to create this meditation app. And my cute daughter, in all sincerity, said to me, so mom, how are you supposed to create an app if you don't know how to use the ones you already have on your phone? <laughs> I'm like, that is such a good point. I don't know. Like, why is God asking? So basically, I had this moment with the Lord, lots of moments with the Lord, where I said to him, okay, I don't think I'm the right person for this job. I'm not technical. I'm not a professional with meditation. I'm not. Like, I gave him all these reasons. And his simple reply to me was, Nephi didn't know how to build a boat. And I think we read that story all the time. Mm -hmm. And we're like, of course, Nephi, God help Nephi build a boat. We actually don't step back and think, okay, really, can you comprehend trying to build a boat when you had never done that before? So I felt like that's what God was asking me to do is build this boat. And I had no idea how or why. And I thought, okay, I need to start studying. Like, mm -hmm. I better study in. But then his reply was the same to me as it was to Nephi. When he told Nephi, he said, construct the ship after the manner which I shall show thee. And so I was wanting to get information from other people and try to, and God's like, no. And so I really felt like I have nothing. I've just pretty much just me and the Lord. Like I got to figure this out. So it took me four years from the start to the finish. But in October of 2019, it was super interesting. I woke up every morning, almost every morning, and I would hear the Lord say, get it done. I was like, I am trying, like, Heavenly Father, I'm trying to get it done. And then one day my sister even called me mm -hmm. and she's super in tune. And she said, I just have the strongest prompting to help you do whatever you need to do to be able to get your app done. So like other people are feeling it anyway. So I did not know that COVID and all of those things were happening and that people would have struggles with mental health issues, but I worked hard and released it in June of 2020 which yes. is like, just right at the peak. Like I did not know the timing, but God knows the timing anyway. And it's funny because I'll just share this little miracle quick. At that time in my life, my husband um, had lost his job. I had a daughter getting married 
and another one going on a mission. So I had a friend give me a bid for how much the app would cost. And it was a lot. Let's say like in the 20,000 range, it was a lot. And I thought, okay, no God can move mountains, but I don't really have extra money for this right now, but I knew he wanted me to do it. And so I was anxious to see how his will was going to unfold. And I remember being led to have someone post something at BYU. I found these two college kids that were like, yeah, we'll try. And I'm like, try? I don't know. <laughs> we know we there can, is no try. Yeah. Only do. Only do. Like, no, they're like, we can do this. We can do this. But I do have experience with this. Not a ton, but I think we can figure it out. And anyway, and God confirmed on my mind that he uses, he uses those that are young and lack knowledge or those of us that lack knowledge to do his work because we're humble and real. we rely on him. So anyway, I asked them, I said, okay, how much do you think you can do it for? And I had previously spoken with my husband and said, do we have any extra money that I can put towards this app, anything? And he said, well, we do have one account and it's this amount of money. And I thought that's almost embarrassing to offer mm-hmm. that much <laughs> because now I know what the real bid was. And, yeah. But when I talked to those two young men, they said the exact number that I had in my bank account. And I still, this shows my lack of faith. I signed their little contract and gave them the first um, installment of money. But then I kind of went to the Lord and I was like, I have a daughter getting married, a daughter going on a mission, a husband that's not currently employed. I know that this is a great deal, but it still feels like I'm walking off a cliff, giving even this amount of money that I could be putting towards these other things. But I know you've asked me to do this. And so I'm going to do it. Two hours later, we got a call from our accountant that was working on our taxes. And he said, okay, come in, sign. We knew we already owed money. And so I thought, this is the worst day ever. Uh I just signed for the app. Now I got to sign and we owe money for taxes. And anyway, we get in there and he said, you know, your husband gave me some additional documents that I didn't have before. And it has changed the whole landscape of your taxes. And I was like, really? The amount that he said we were getting back was not only the amount of the app, but actually an extra, it was $200, but almost to the penny, the amount that the app was going to cost. So in one day, I went out on a limb for the Lord. I did what he asked me to do. And he paid for the app in one day. And I just sat there and thought, I know God is great. And I know that he moves mountains. I know he helped me if I build a boat. But I think in that moment, I understood he can help me do that in real ways. He can really move my mountains. He can. Mm -hmm. And he will strengthen me in ways to be able to do what he's asked me to do. And you had to, but you had to go out on that limb first. Yeah. My dad would always talk about, you know, Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. that number three, the last crusade. Yeah. And when he's standing over the whole, <laughs> the, you know, yeah. yeah. What is it? The, it's not even a gulf. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a ravine and whatever it is, you're going to die. Big. Yeah. If you step out. Yeah. There. And when he throws that little bit of sand mm-hmm. and takes that first step. And I think that is what stops so many of us yeah. is just not being willing to trust enough to step into it, mm-hmm. to step forward. Yeah. It's scary. And to and to put your fear aside, because I think there will always be resistance and opposition when you're on the right path. And I felt this for years now trying to move forward with this. But if you can continue to press forward with faith continually, pressing, mm-hmm. hanging onto the rod, it everything falls into place. And really God is a God of miracles. I can testify that today. And you know, President Nelson said that the Lord uses the unlikely to accomplish the impossible. Mm-hmm. 
like I David. am definitely, yes, yes, yeah. like David and Goliath. I'm the most unlikely person for this job. You think? No, yeah, I am. So I'm like, if I can, if the Lord can help me figure this out, the least technical person, whatever, he can do anything with you. He can help you fulfill your purposes on this earth that he has divinely designed for you to do that only you can do in the way that he wants you to. I love that. So basically, yeah, that's just the beginnings of 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 how it all started. started. (laughs) So really, basically, this is the interesting thing is finish the app, stick to my stomach the day it was going to go live because I thought people might hate this. But I thought I didn't do it for people. I did it for God. Mm -hmm. I mean, I did do it to serve, but I did it for him. So it went live and I thought I could just get completely destroyed. You know, people think it's great. Anyway, it was interesting because I knelt down and I told the Lord, look, I built the boat. Like I'm putting my little app on the altar saying, here it is. (laughs) I've done this. I built the boat. And the Lord's reply to me was, get in the boat. Oh. And all of a sudden, I was like, wait, it's your boat. It's your boat. You sell the boat. I don't want to sell the boat. <laughs> so he, he really wants us to grow. Yeah. He wants us. It's okay to be out of our comfort zone. It's okay to not do things perfectly, but to be perfectly trying for him. I love that. So I actually love that you said just the trying part. A couple, well, not a couple, golly, it's been a lot of years now. Almost 20 years ago, I was young woman's president living out of state. There was one of my counselors and I looked up to her so, so much. She's an amazing, amazing woman and had been through some really hard things in her life, which of course made her amazing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we were needing to raise funds for girls camp. And so we were doing a big Valentine's Day dinner mm-hmm. and um, activities and everything else. And of course, things kind of went wrong. Yeah. And sometimes do. As we sometimes do. And I'm saying I'm a recovering perfectionist. I don't even know that I'm recovering. I'm just attempting to not demand that. Let I control my yeah, life. Like, yeah. ah. <laughs> anyway, after dinner had been served and we were about to go into the activities, it was just she and I in the kitchen mm-hmm. of the church. And she said to me, she said, you know, Elizabeth, nobody tries harder than you. And I took it as a derogatory statement. Mm. I literally was crushed. I was oh. like, so she's saying I tried and failed. Yeah. Oh, no. That I was, yeah. you know, and I carried that with me for a long time, oh, wow. especially because, you know, again, this woman, I was just like, oh, my gosh, she thinks I'm a failure. She knows I try, but I fail and I try. And <laughs> But you keep trying. But I keep trying, you know. And then about eight years ago, the memory kind of kept coming back to me. As I studied more and gone through other things, I realized that was the best compliment anyone could have given me. You know, it doesn't matter how things turn out. You're still trying. And so now I've kind of taken that as part of my mantra. Yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah. nobody tries harder than you. I'm like, actually, I think there are a lot of people <laughs> that try harder than me, but at least yeah. I'm going to keep trying, you know? Yeah. And I love that it really isn't about the end result. Like I found myself thinking, this may just be for my children. Mm-hmm. This may just be for my kids. No one may use it. But God was very clear that he didn't just ask me to develop an app. He's developing me. Yes. while I'm developing the app. And so he has all these two is two and three and four full purposes. But if you just keep trying and you just keep, you know, oh, I love that story. Yeah. I might adopt that too. Go, go right ahead. <laughs> What's interesting is listening to you share your story. I, it parallels so much of mine yeah. on this Prosper Stronger. Yeah. The timing, the frame, like the time frame, yeah. the opposition, insecurity, mm-hmm. like so many, so many things. And even the boat. Yeah. I mean, did you have that analogy come to your Oh, oh, so many times. And even (laughs) yesterday, yesterday I was filming the very first full episode Uh 
and feeling very inadequate. Yeah. Just what am I doing? Who am I, you know, to be out here doing this? And I thought, you know what, today I'm just going to open the Book of Mormon. I'm just going to give myself time to read. And it opened to the boat, the ship, build the ship. And I thought, well, I've been reading this a lot, you know, but as I really read it again, I saw so many new parallels and so many new things. He's, yeah. he's there for us all the time. Yeah. And like Nephi, if he commands, right. he will prepare the way. Yeah. And we just have to be willing. Yeah. Show up. Mm-hmm. And build the boat and then have the faith to get in it. Yeah. To finish what he's asked us to do. Yeah. So I love that. Even with the opposition. Mm-hmm. We were laughing. Sean and I were actually laughing about the tech, <laughs> just the technological <laughs> like, opposition the tech? we've been facing just <laughs> today. Yeah, you recording. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, golly, that's nothing compared to what he was dealing with Laman and Lemuel. Oh, yeah. Uh, we think we're going to kill you, maybe. Yeah, oh. exactly. Uh, get in the boat. And then what happens on the boat? Yeah. Yeah. He gets tied up. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the episodes about Nephi that makes me just love him. Because so much. Those ropes had to so raw yeah. his, his wrists and ankles must have been cut mm-hmm. bleeding mm-hmm. i mean he's like exceeding you know it was exceedingly, exceedingly sore <laughs> and i'm like i think that's kind of an understatement probably yeah you know yeah and so getting in the boat the idea of getting in the boat putting yourself out there is also really really scary mm-hmm. it really is so we're doing this we're doing this i'm putting myself here you've been on this journey you have <laughs> now years of yeah at least three years of yeah post launch yeah. Yeah. Experience. Mm-hmm. I'm in the very initial launch yeah. experience thinking, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, and I and, have to say the one thing that I did learn is that God's plan for each of us is always bigger than our plan for us. And so we have to understand our vision of what our, we can accomplish and do is this. God's vision for what we can do and accomplish is this. Much, it's much bigger. Much bigger. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember we just released it into in the U.S. And then I don't, God blew this boat, you know, because I'm like, I don't, I can only do so much (laughs) anyway. But then people started finding in other countries that spoke English. And so then we released it everywhere. And I could have never imagined that ever, but God magnifies. Those are some of the promises to covenant Israel. He magnifies and multiplies our efforts. And so really, if it's a one loaf or one slice of bread, half a fish a day. Yeah. He can multiply that and magnify our oh, week efforts. Yeah. So isn't it kind of fun then to look back now yeah. and say, look at where I was yeah. when I started thinking, I don't know how to build an app. I, yeah. Meditation is, and you weren't teaching meditation no, no. at the time. You were I'm not certified like, in anything other yeah. than I'm a daughter's God. <laughs> just trying to do what he asked. Yeah. yeah. So just say, I don't have yeah. these things. I don't have the money. Yeah. And you I had basically a, had nothing. Nothing. You had a daughter getting married, a daughter yeah. going on a mission. Yeah. I know you had other children still at home, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So time was also, I'm sure, mm-hmm. a factor. Like, how are you going to fit this into your busy schedule? Yeah. All of these things. But to look back and, and say, oh, now I can look back and see the journey, yeah. see how he led mm-hmm. you, see where it's at now. Does it get you excited about what? might happen in the future. Yeah. Yeah, it does. But I think my, one of the things that came clear to me is that God is going to open doors. Mm-hmm. And when he opens a door, I need to have the faith to walk through it. Mm-hmm. There have been a lot of doors that have opened that I look and I don't know really what's on the other side. And I do not want to go through the door. Please don't make me go through that door. <laughs> but, but, and that's why I'm here today on this podcast yeah. is when he opens a door, we just, we need to have the faith to walk through it and that he will guide us through whatever is on the other side of that door. But he does open things for us yeah. to 
bless lives and to, you know, do what he needs us to do. Yeah. So I think you're, as you mentioned that, I also thought about two years ago because mm-hmm. this yeah. Prosper Stronger door given this to me mm-hmm. and I worked, I did, I jumped in there. I thought, okay, I got this. I tried some different things and it wasn't going well. And then my life, my family life, my mm-hmm. personal life just went so, so, so so hard mm-hmm. and um, probably the lowest place again. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, I can't do this. I yeah. can't do this. And and I didn't. I kind of put it on the shelf. Yeah. And it wasn't too long, maybe a couple months before he was like, I gave you this opportunity. Mm-hmm. If you don't take this opportunity, I have to give it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And that was when I went, wait, wait, no, 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 no. Hold on. Wait. Okay. I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. And so then I jumped in. I tried yeah. some more scenes. Yeah. And then I, you know, but it was a long process of learning. Mm-hmm. And I kept doing little things here and there, trying to understand. And then I now I can look back and see, oh, I had to. The process was long for a reason. Mm-hmm. But I did have to re-engage. And so there are times when we want to quit. Yeah. We want to throw in the towel. For sure. I mean, I got wrenching that. day on my knees. Like, I don't know what to do. I can't figure this out. I, it just, it, there were really a lot of roadblocks, a lot of time on my knees, but I think those experiences and times in your life that bring you to your knees, what better place to be than on your knees? And so, yeah, I remember having a time when one of the things that's been a result of this is that I have been asked to speak and I've never wanted to be a speaker. (laughs) I don't want to be a speaker. I mean, there's people that want to be public speakers, not me. Anyway, and all of a sudden people are calling to have me speak. And I'm like, why? Oh no, more doors are opening. I'm going to have to go through these. Anyway, I remember driving and God hears those prayers. Like when you hit that rough patch, he heard you and he understands that that's hard and things need to be on hold for a little bit. But I was driving to a speaking engagement and I was just telling the Lord, I said, look, I'm tired. I just don't think I can keep doing this anymore. And one of the excuses kind of that I gave him is I was like, I don't even have the equipment. I show up to these places. They have their tech guy. He may not have everything working. You know, the projectors maybe not working or whatever. It can't get connected to audio. It's just stressful to show up and not have it be working. You know, I don't have my equipment. I don't have equipment. And I wasn't going to spend money on it at that time. Anyway, so I get in. I speak at this ward. And the tech guy comes up to me after kind of timidly. And he said, Okay. And I think the courage it must have taken him. Like the whole time you were speaking, I had the prompting that I need to give you all my equipment. And I was like, okay, I just like burst into tears. But he just said, I know that's weird. I just, I think God wants you to have it. So that sweet man who did not know me at all was an instrument in the Lord's hand saying, I heard your prayer. And if you're concerned about equipment, I will get you equipment. And so he boxed up his projector, his cords, his audio box, everything, and gave it to me. Wow. And his example of consecration and listening to the Lord, I don't know if I had had that prompting, if I would have been brave enough to say that to a speaker. Like just, yeah. Anyway, so I got in the car after I finished. My car now has full of equipment, and I just told the Lord, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm so weak. And I was using that as an excuse. I will keep speaking. I will speak. <laughs> now I have equipment. So isn't that funny? Because yeah. he does. The Lord's just really good at removing excuses. Yeah. He Yes. He's like, you're worried about the equipment. Well, it's a lot more than the equipment, but he gave it to me. So now I, I really okay. 
Now what? Now what? It's kind of like the brother. Yeah. When he comes and says, we have these problems. Yeah. And Lord says, I'm going to take care of this one. Yeah. Okay. Now you, you've got to do something. Yeah. You you do have to do something. (laughs) You've got to take care of something. Yeah. You can't just be like, oh, you know. (laughs) Anyway, but I think he sees when we're tired and when we are discouraged and he's patient with those moments in our lives. He pauses and lets us have that space and that break that we need. He doesn't want us to do more than we can do. And let's face it. We're always tired. Yeah. I mean, as women, mothers, yeah, there's, grandmothers, yeah, I, people are always like, "How are you doing?" And, and I think, "Well, that's silly. I'm tired. I'm busy. <laughs> I, you know, yeah, I'm worried about different things." But then when you think about it, you're like, "Actually, I'm doing fine. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. I'm, I've got Life the Lord directing me. And, I'm yeah. trying my best, mm-hmm. and you know, He's got my back. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm doing fine. Okay, so Shauna, I actually know a little something that I hope is okay. Natalie, your sister, shared with me. Oh. Okay. <laughs> About your process of deciding who should be the Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> On the meditation. Yes. Oh, yeah. That was interesting because I thought, okay, I've written these meditations. I've got these guys going on the app. So I started going through all these voice talents and just thought, I've got to find the right person. And I just wanted the voice God wanted. You know, whoever you want to do it is great with me. You've led this whole thing. It's not my app. It's his app. Anyway, so I was driving the car thinking about it and a line from my patriarchal blessing came into my mind. And I'm like, no, I'm not a professional <laughs> voice person. <laughs> what? Really? It's me? Anyway, that line in my blessing was so, I had never thought of it in terms of the app. And all of a sudden I realized, oh my goodness, he wants me to record it and talk about feeling inadequate, especially after I'd been listening to all these voice, voice talent it's like, wow, what if I don't pronounce it? You know, then I go through the list with the Lord of all the reasons why it shouldn't be me. And he patiently listens and just was like, you'll do just great. You'll do fine. And I think sometimes it's okay for us to feel inadequate mm-hmm. because if we're so confident in what we're doing, we don't rely on the Lord at all. And so I think if we can embrace those feelings of inadequacy, that we're not enough because we're not, mm-hmm. but with him we are. That's a really beautiful place to be in a, and so, yeah, so now I record (laughs) these meditations and I have a great little recording guy that just cleans them up, you know, if I swallow loud or (laughs) pick up or something, you know, anyway, but yeah, it was, that was a really humbling experience because I really just wanted somebody else to do it. Yeah. But truthfully, I think God knew that I was so connected with the content that, that I had studied those topics and my heart was in those that he wanted me yeah, to say it. And I have to say, I think you do a great job. <laughs> and it is very calming. Very sweet. But for the first while, it was distracting because I'd listen. I'd be like, oh, there's Shauna. Oh, <laughs> Shauna. And I'd get distracted while I was trying to meditate. Oh, Shauna. But I had it now. Yeah. Now it's great. But I love, I love that. The Lord does. It's not so much about the tactics that like... Mm-hmm. It's the intention again, mm-hmm. going back to the intention. Yeah. And he knew you had it in you. Yeah. And he gave you that voice. Mm-hmm. You know, he, it's part of who you are as his daughter Yeah, of God. And, and he knew yeah. that you were going to need to use it for I that. Know. Well, and I have always told the Lord, like, I will always testify of you and of the Savior. I will always, if I have an opportunity to testify, I will take it. And so I think these meditations in part, are a way of me testifying of Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Anyway, so 
Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. So I, yeah, I just had to be humble enough to say, okay, you want me to do this and I will do it. I will do it and I'll do the best I can. And there's some that have been a little rough and rocky and some I don't love as well as others. And I just have to put, keep putting everything on the altar, doing the best I can. You know, here it is. This is all for you. Do you ever go back to the first ones and think, oh, oh man, goodness. Uh, yes, yes. I know. I think they've definitely gotten better as I've gone on. But what do you do? <laughs> you, you just yeah, do it. You yeah. just do it. You probably don't know this yet because I haven't released anything. But literally, I got that same directive from mm-hmm. my father, which was just do it. Mm-hmm. And there was one morning a couple of weeks ago, and I was stressing about how do I start this? What what do I say? What do I do? And the answer was, just do it. And then into my mind came, this is what you need to say. Oh, wow. And you need to do it right now. Okay. I had just caught up, you know, said my prayers, yeah. read, read scriptures and stuff. My hair was not done. <laughs> I had no makeup on. I was in the clothes. I like, yeah. you know, like... I don't know about you. They're, they're just my lazy clothes. Yeah. My comfy yeah. clothes. Yeah. I was You're not like, in my right pajamas. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like, not in my pajamas. Yeah. I wasn't clothes. Yeah. But it was this, you need to do it. You need to do it right now. Mm-hmm. And so anybody that's maybe started listening to Prosper Stronger may have seen this very mm-hmm. short, like 10 minute episode where I'm just like, it's me. I'm raw <laughs> because God said now, now. <laughs> When he and, speaks, you listen. And you do. Yeah. And, and, and it wouldn't be nice to say, I do every time. Yeah. But we're not like that. We're not perfect like that. But that was one that was so, I was just like, I have to do it mm-hmm. because I have to go through the rest of my day. Yeah. I have to be able to, when I kneel down at the end of this day, I have to be able to say, I prayed for your direction. Mm-hmm. You gave it to me. I followed it. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think so. that's one of the things that I love about the Savior's example is that he could have taught a million people, healed a million people. Like, as he was walking every day, there were so many people he could have helped and blessed, and he did so many. But the ones that he chose to do were the ones that the Lord wanted him to do. He wanted to do the Lord's will in all things. And so there were some people that he probably had to pass by because the Lord's will was for him to be here at this place at this time with this person. And so I love that you said that because I think when we consecrate each day and we go get on our knees and say to the Lord, what is your will for my what do you want me to do today? And how do you want me to spend my time? There may be things that are so good that he wants us to pass by because there's something more important. And that's the best thing for us to do that day. Yeah. And so I think that's that, yeah. so good. And that made me think of The Chosen. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've been watching that. Yeah. And it's, was it Little James who has the foot? The lake, yeah. The lake. lake. Yeah. yeah, like he uses the cane, cane and has a hard time. And, and he has the episode of, why, if you can heal everybody, why not me? Mm-hmm. You know, and well, God created this for you for a different purpose. Now, mm-hmm. I know all of that is it's just made up. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know that yeah. he has. But, but the principle behind yeah. it is, is truth. Right. Yeah. And so I look at this too, and I think you were given this instruction mm-hmm. to create this app. As you've gone through the journey, it's put you in a place where now you're in front of people. You might be more known people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a more public space. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, I'm kind of launching into that space mm-hmm. as well. But at the same time, there are so many of us and so many wonderful women that they're not called to get up, put your makeup mm-hmm. on, go to yeah. a recording studio, do these things. Mm-hmm. You might be called to care for the neighbor next door mm-hmm. just needs your help for this season of their life. Mm-hmm. Your calling, your 
priority right now, what God needs you to do mm-hmm. might be something that you feel is so insignificant. Yeah. I've had times like that in my but life. But it's huge. But it is. Like if you may be called that day to just sit and listen to a friend who needs someone just to listen. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, that is just as important to the Lord. In fact, it's funny because I could choose what I would do. That is more my style. It's yeah. the one-on-one. But I think if we're really serious about submitting our will to the Lord's, that we step into the space where he wants us to be. And I know they use it a lot, whether it's a nursery leader yeah, or the second president. But he's actually serious about that. He's very serious about yeah. that. And I look at so many wonderful people and women who are serving and doing God's work mm-hmm. so diligently, and yet they feel that they're mm-hmm. inadequate or not, you know, they're just... They're not making a difference. Yeah. And anything good that you do adds light to this world, and you're reflecting Christ's light in all of those things that we do. I love when that scripture says, inasmuch as you've done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me, when you're just doing the laundry for your family or you're going to work for your family or whatever, it is if you're doing the Savior's laundry. It is if you're... So all of those seemingly unimportant tasks or small acts of service that you think don't matter, you're doing it to Him. You stay up at night with a sick child, it's as if you're staying up with the Savior when He's ailing and sick. Mm -hmm. It matters. It matters. I I, I keep going back to it. It's the intention Mm -hmm. in why you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And, And we can create that. We can, in our own lives, just shift the way we think about things, mm-hmm. the way we look at things, and it changes our heart to why we do them. Yeah. It doesn't mean I'm going to like doing the dishes. Yeah. Or, you know, no. like deboning a chicken. Ugh. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> I, I don't like doing that, you know? And yet, what's funny yeah. is that it's like my kids think that I do. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, mom, she's a mom, therefore she must love, love to, to do, do that. that. I'm like, well, no. I don't think so. No. But you do it yeah. because I'm like, I do this to provide for my family to be. Mm-hmm. A wise steward, mm-hmm. you know, and to respect. Like, this is going to sound weird. Mm-hmm. To respect the chicken. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. this chicken gave his life for our dinner Why tonight. Why would I take yeah. and throw away what he is offering? Yeah, you know? that's, a good, <laughs> that's actually a good point. No, it is. <laughs> you know, so all those things. I'm like, hey, let's let's look at the intention behind mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. which also I believe comes back to our identity, really understanding that we are daughters of God. I know we use that phrase a lot, but there's so much power in it when you really think about that and what mm-hmm. it means. And that because of that, we can fully rely on him. Mm-hmm. I am fortunate to have a really, really, really great relationship with my earthly father because as you he's know, amazing. Yeah. Well, you know him, he yeah. is amazing. But you know, my mom died when I was a sophomore in high school. And I remember that actually. Yeah, it was quite an experience mm-hmm. and love my mom, amazing, amazing woman. But because of what we were going through, my older brother left for college right after that. And so it was my dad and I at home trying to figure out how things should work. Yeah. And through multiple years of a lot of other experiences, we're trying to write a book on his life because it's yeah. fascinating. But that relationship with my father has been such a blessing to me because it's helped me, I think, get a glimpse of what our relationship is with our Heavenly mm-hmm. Father. And you don't have to have that kind of relationship with your earthly father. I think we all have relationships in our lives that can help us understand better our relationship with our heavenly father and how he really loves us and really desires to give us all that he has, everything. And he is there and willing and ready to help us do it, to guide us and help us along the path. Yes, we struggle, but that's part of the growth. But he he isn't like, 
Yeah. Make no. you struggle. Mm-mm. Not at all. It is. I am with you in the struggle. Right? And you need to grow. And we see that as moms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have to let our kids yeah. go through the struggle. We do. We do. You know? We do. Oh, that's beautiful. I think there's times when as women, we feel ordinary. And I think it's important to remember that we're infinite mm-hmm. and we're his and we're eternal. And there is so much power through our covenants that we can claim mm-hmm. that we can use to bless our lives, to bless others' lives, and to bless and protect our family. Yes. And so we're not even close to ordinary, but I know we all feel that way at times, you know. Especially when we wake up and we see that we have wrinkles and yeah. we have bags <laughs> under tired. our eyes. And, yeah. And we don't look the way we did when we were, yeah. you know, yeah. 20 and stuff. Yeah. But I, you're right. And I have been diving into President Nelson's talks. Mm-hmm. Um, a plea to my sisters is one I've really been digging into. And I counted 15 times. He said, we need women. Well, we need women, yeah. not just, oh, it's yeah. nice that women are around. Oh, it's no. kind of, we need women. Yeah. 15 times use those words. Mm-hmm. And then another 15, at least, yeah. he implied that. And and in that talk, and in all the talks coming after it, it's been interesting because I told Shauna already, I made the spreadsheet and laid out all the things he said, we need women who can or who yeah. are, right? All yeah. these things, like 29 things. I know, I want that spreadsheet. <laughs> and as I look at each one, wait a second. Okay, he says this. Oh, two years later, three years later. Oh, give this talk. Oh, oh, like he's telling us how to fulfill, yeah. how to answer the call or the plea to yeah. do this thing. He, he just gave us a blueprint right here in this next talk that he wow. gave. And so I've been starting to drop in these other talks. And I'm like, we are not okay. left alone. Yeah. But I love that you mentioned the power because I think mm-hmm. President Nelson also has focused so much on the power. When we look at, again, at all this talk, I've had the opportunity of teaching them mm-hmm. for five years, one a week, not in Relief Society, yeah. but midweek for an hour. And it's a lot of time in study. And there are certain words that really just stand, stand out. out. And power, God wants us to have his power. Yeah. He is just dying for us to access it. Mm-hmm. He is so ready to give it to us. And I think we've only just barely started to even scratch the surface of the yeah. power that's available to us. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think he wants us to turn to him for oh. everything. When you said we're not alone, mm-hmm. absolutely. I remember getting a call from, so all the like tech support calls for my app come to me. And so I remember one lady, I mean, it's just me. Pretty much. I know half guys. I can call them if I really need to, but I try not to bother them with every phone call or email. (laughs) But she couldn't figure out how she couldn't see the login on her screen, all these things. And I just thought, okay, what do I do? And the prompting was, ask me. And so I guess I had never considered asking God how to help her solve her tech problem. So I got on my knees and I went to him. I thought, of course, he created the world. He might know a little bit about tech. Okay. Anyway. It was such a good learning opportunity for me because the clearest prompting came. Her phone is set on large font, like large thing, and she can't see the rest of the app. Clear as day. So I texted her or messaged her and said, okay, is your phone by chance set on? And she said, oh, it is actually. Anyway, so she disabled that. She could see that it hit me. Why is God not the first person we go to Mm -hmm. for everything? Really, yeah. and he wants us to need. We need other people in our lives. We do. I mean, you and have a support us. team. You yes, know? they bless yeah. us and they help us. So it's not like I'm going it alone. But I just, I think he needs the Lord and Jesus Christ need our to be our go to. 
Mm-hmm. And for tech support, for relationship support, for healing, for, I mean, involve them in those in questions everything. in everything. Yeah. That was just, I was just like, okay, how am I going to help her? And I got to ask my guys or Google it and see if I can find something. And it was just like, ask me. Just ask me. You know, I, what I love about that is that I think that, first off, we don't always think we can ask him everything. Yeah. I know we can. Yeah. But sometimes I think, oh, I don't want to bother him. Yeah, with this. I should be able to handle this. <laughs> yes, I know. I should be able to you figure out You go help someone this. else. It's that brother I'll figure thing this. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, uh, I'm, I'm going to go do the stone thing. Yeah. Let me, let me handle this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but he still has to take it to the Lord. Yeah. So I love that. What a great lesson. I'm going to, I'm going to apply that yeah. more. Yeah. That is awesome. As a parent, you want your kids to come to you when they need help or mm-hmm. have questions or support. And you want them to listen when you actually yeah. give them the answer. <laughs> so true. That's a big key. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. That you do. I mean, and they don't, when we pray to them, they don't want to just hear the rosy everything. Mm-hmm. They really do want us to pour out our souls to them. Mm-hmm. It's okay to say, I'm struggling with this. This is hard for me. Because yeah. I've had a lot of those pour out prayers through this process. Like, mm-hmm. I can't figure this out, you know? Yeah. And it's okay to talk about hard things with our Heavenly Father. You, yeah. I don't want to just have my kids say I'm great when they're not great. Yeah. And he doesn't either. It, and my mom, this was something I learned from her. She said, he lives to hear my soul's complaint. Oh, you know, I, oh, I love that. not a complainer. Yeah, no. Yeah. Never heard her complain. Yeah. But it was hard going mm-hmm. through cancer, everything, mm-hmm. all of it. And so she found comfort in that phrase. Mm-hmm. He lives to hear my soul's complaint that it's okay. Yeah. He is there to comfort us. He is relief. You know, he's, he is there. So we have to allow that as well. That's so beautiful. It's, yeah. Thank you for sharing that with me. Yeah. That's a beautiful line. It is. Yeah. And it, and I use it, but it, yeah. but at the same time, I'm not a victim. No. You know, no. I, we still go forth with faith and do our part. But and it's okay to acknowledge when things are hard. Yeah. And to tell him this is hard. Mm-hmm. And then the reassurance comes from him that I know it's hard, I know it's, yeah. but you're going to be okay. And I'm going to walk with you through this. And, and Christ did that in Gethsemane. Yeah, this no, is hard. hard. Help me. Mm-hmm. You know, and he was sent angels to help. Him. Mm-hmm. Even though we know that he had to be left alone there for that brief time, but but we don't, yeah, because he was alone. We don't alone. have to be. We do not. And isn't that what's just but again so beautiful about our Savior and the atonement of Jesus Christ? So I feel like we could talk and talk forever. We could, we could, <laughs> and I know there's so much more we could say. But I just feel so enlightened and inspired yeah. and uplifted by all the stories you've shared, everything you've taught me today. Wow. You're so sweet. It's the joy to be here and to reconnect with you after all of those years. I do have a firm testimony that the Lord sees us and he hears us and Jesus Christ knows us and will lead and guide us. And whatever he wants you to do, whether it's enduring something difficult or fulfilling your life's purpose, he will make a way for you to accomplish what he has asked you to do. And that has been reconfirmed to me in my own life that we can, we really can do what he has asked us to do, your mortality. Thank you. And I will second that. I've experienced it in my life and, you know, embarking on yet another opportunity to experience it. But I want to add to that, that we as women in the church, covenant keeping women, we do have a responsibility. We have been called. We have been asked to step up in that plea to to my sisters. He is pleading, not just saying, hey, maybe if you want to. Yeah. He is pleading 
for us. And although that was given in 2015, if you go back and look at it, we've had eight years to answer that plea. And how are we doing at it? And when I reread that, I thought, I need to step it up. I have got to do more at connecting to know what God needs me to do today. How do I rise up and live up to my privileges? How do I do my part in preparing the world for the coming of our Lord? And so I issue that as well, is that with the confidence that Shauna has shared in her testimony, what I will second, I also issue an invitation for you to have the courage to get down on your knees and ask the Lord, what does he need you? And I have a friend who asked that question. He said, if I were fully faithful and did not have fear, what would I do? What would you have me do? And I can tell you right now, the answer she got was far more scary than what you and I got. Someday we will share that story. I hope I have her on sometime. But she has a similar journey. Journeys are everywhere in our scriptures and in our own lives. We're in the wilderness and he will guide us. So keep taking the steps and have the courage to ask what more you can do today. And I promise he will empower you to do it. If you want to get the app, tell us. You just go to the app store or the Google Play Store. It's on either one. Refill my soul. Refill my soul. It has a beautiful logo, like a hands and a heart right and 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 it's so beautiful itself i love getting in there seeing the bright colors and the things and everything so go check out refill my app my soul refill my app (laughs) refill my soul if you haven't got it already i have an annual subscription yeah i signed up the first day i was like if sean is making it i'm in you're so sweet Uh, thank you so much and then if you want to know more about prosper stronger just go to prosperstronger.com And you will find some free resources there. There's a journal page for helping us receive more personal revelation. I I designed it around President Nelson's talk and a talk from Elder Scott and a few others. And it's been a fabulous tool that has really helped me. So that is free there. There's a few other free things. And eventually I will get that spreadsheet on a plea to my sister. I'll put it on there. On there as well. So anyway, thank you for being here for listening and watching and we thank you for being who you are thank you thank you for joining the prosper stronger podcast today we hope that you have felt inspired and empowered if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends and family i also invite you to join me at prosperstronger.com where you will find free resources to help you grow and learn as well as join in our discussions where we go deeper into some of the things that we talk about here on our podcast. Remember that you are loved and cherished by Heavenly Father who wants you to prosper and thrive. Until next time, may you continue to cultivate covenant connections with God, with others, and with yourself, and find strength in the gospel of Jesus Christ. 